What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. Tuesday night's live. My name is Jay. Thank you so much for joining us for auto logistics video news connecting retail, wholesale, logistics, and tech. Your auto transport community media since 2017. Thank you so much. Please do feel like you can click share and copy and grab that youtube link share it with a friend please do feel welcome on ati let me tell you about tonight's show auto hall exchange technology transportation and transparency and before we get into that we're going to do auto logistics video news we have a repo agent murder uaw strike update used car stats Shift Bankruptcy and SYCN 3.0. So please do jump into the live chat, say hello. Let's get into the news. Um, technology, transportation, and transparency with Auto Hauler Exchange. That's tonight's show. 315 in a row. You know Auto Hauler Exchange where technology meets the road, but you continue to want to learn more because this is, as Royce pointed out, uh, this is all this year that this information is coming out. Things are changing fast. There's a lot to know. There's been a lot of growth. And so we're going to get an update with the Auto Hauler Exchange team. Royce was on with Dispatching Live on Thursday. If you caught that, you learned a lot. We're going to give a quick recap of that in case you missed it. Uh, also, Auto Hauler Exchange is hiring, so you can ask more questions about that in the live chat tonight. ATI is the ecosystem's neutral zone. We are in the middle of the intersection following the disconnect between sales and operations. If you missed last Tuesday night's show, Does Media Fuel Growth? We had an interesting conversation with Kevin Prada of JP Auto Transport. Super Dispatch Ross Quinn also joined us. And uh, Dennis with Auto Lenders was with us the first time here on ATI. That was a great conversation, so if you miss any of that, I'll try to put the link in the live chat. Now let's get into the auto logistics news. Repo agent murdered in Chicago. If you did not hear about this, 28-year-old Jack Jacobson had just repossessed a black Land Rover without an incident, and the borrower even gave him the keys. Moments later, he was ambushed by a group of unknown people who fired a reported 50 rounds at him. And seven of those rounds struck and killed him. Now, we know uh, Repo Ryan at NWR repossession. So hit, this hits close to home. Um, you know, that's a large price to pay for just doing your job and repossession. And car haulers know the dangers out there. It was about 1.30 in the morning when Jacobson was found murdered in his bullet-riddled tow truck on 200 block of West 5th Avenue. With the repossessed rover still attached, multiple calories of bullet casings littered the ground near the scene. Jacobson was employed by Northwest Recovery out of Rolling Meadows, that's Chicago. And Jacobson was a former Navy service member. A baby shower was planned for Saturday to celebrate his first child and was is expected to get married soon. This is tragic, and there is a GoFundMe page. In memory of Jack Jacobson, if you're able to donate, please do donate to Jack Jacobson. And um, that GoFundMe page is available. And also, I just want to give a shout-out and a thank you to CU Repossession. Kevin Armstrong runs this uh, news uh, site. And thanks, Kevin, for sharing that, getting that out right away. Now, we're all trying to follow what's happening with the UAW strike. Uh, this was a headline today, children picket with their parents. And, um, it, you know, to try to follow, this is what happens when you have a growing news story like this. UAW makes new counteroffer. Ford gives UAW costly new offer. GM makes counteroffer. Stellantis workers displaced. And so, to try to recap, in this moment of time, today, October 10th, um, this is today. Nearly 5,000 auto workers have been laid off since UAW strike began. There's been controversy over him just wearing this T-shirt. I don't see the controversy. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, here is a Ford UAW strike consequences infographic shared today. So obviously it's not just the workers, but then strike-related layoffs. And uh, so the total impact is definitely growing. However, the UA, this is as of last Thursday. The Detroit 3 say their inventory levels are still holding. They're not 
running low on inventory right now. Let's get some numbers, though. Inventory impact. Okay, so Ford, Ford Motor Company, Wayne, Michigan, Ford Ranger, Ford Bronco, Chicago Assembly, Illinois, Ford Explorer. Those are the main impacts at Ford. At General Motors, Wentzville Assembly in Missouri, you got Chevy Colorado, GMC Canyon, uh, Lansing Delta Township in Michigan, Chevy Traverse and Buick Enclave, and then for Stellantis Toledo Assembly Complex in Ohio with the Jeep Wrangler and the Gladiator. Those are the highest inventory impacts. Now this also came out today, Unifor, this is in Canada, but they may have reached a tentative deal with GM. This came out just hours ago. Maybe this uh, holds as a good sign for American UAW workers, um, so we'll see. But going to uh, other impacts in the news, the impact of the strike into the used car market as dealers secure more supply, anticipating a possible shortage of new car inventory. Obviously, dealers that are getting more used car inventory on their lots are working towards that, but are the cars available? So car dealers are short on used cars to sell. So it is having an impact overall. America's car dealers started the month of October with about two and a quarter unsold used cars on their lots, 8% fewer than a year ago. Again, these 8% doesn't sound like much, but well, if you're running a car lot, it's probably a noticeable percent. Cox Automotive came out today with um, some information. Here we go, leads are down year over year so far in October on both Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. So make a note, Auto Trader, Kelly Blue Book, the leads are down, credit applications on dealer track are down. So seeing a decline, used prices continue to decline. Now we, we know we're, we're, we avoided a government shutdown. We don't think we're headed into a recession. We don't know how long the strike will last. So we are seeing impacts and signs of issues. But here's one of the bigger ones. Used car retailers shift technologies plans to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This, this is today. Used car retailer said it shuttered its two remaining locations, California, ceased operations of the website. This announcement comes after Shift Technologies disclosed earlier this year its board of directors would review strategic alternatives for the business, which has recorded consistent net losses amid volatile used vehicle market conditions. Now, Jay, how does Shift affect my life? Where does this fit in with me? Just to make sure if you do try to go Google Shift, you will find this on their webpage. Okay, a consumer-centric omnichannel. Omnichannel. Where have we heard Omnichannel before? We're about to find out. Retailer for buying and selling used cars filed Chapter 11 U.S. Bankruptcy Protection. Um, and so I asked ChatGPT, what better way to get caught up when you don't have time than to put it into AI, put it into ChatGPT. Let's see what we get for those results. Can we get a drum roll, please? Let's get a drum roll. AI's ChatGPT results. When I typed in shift, what other omnichannel used car buying and selling platforms are there? Number one is Carvana. We know about Carvana. We know we're not sure all the time of what to think about the financials. Then there's Vroom. Not sure if there's as much speculation, but there has been some Adaptations, I believe. And here's Shift, BK. CarMax is listed next on this list, right? CarMax has had some ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, Auto Trader saying its leads are down. Uh, Cars.com, TrueCar, eBay, Facebook also listed on here. Thank you so much, Chat, GPT, and AI for saving me all that time. All right, but what does it mean, Jay? Well, it means look for the next bk that's what it means ah, just turn the page keep going sycn auto logistics unveils sycn 3.0 revolutionizing auto logistics with enhanced user experience the release of their highly anticipated user platform sycn 3.0 also in the past known as ship your car now 
SYCN has uh, gone through a rebranding, and now they have a major update to the uh, platform, the software, transforming the way as customers interact with their customers' services, offering greater flexibility and convenience in managing auto transport needs. And and this is right. This is I'll, I'll finish the article, but this is important, right? Because there is now it is a space race in auto transport technology. That is great, space race. Key features of 3.0 and enhanced flexibility, real-time order status, comprehensive inspection reports. If we're lucky, maybe we can get an interview with SYCN to learn more. If you missed loading a nine-car hauler live, you should check that out. Um, really, this was, I think as Joe had said, Joe Burkari there on the lower right, that um, this was a video like no other. I don't think I've ever said those words in that order before on this channel. It really is a show like no other. If you didn't see loading a nine car hauler live, I put the link in the live chat. I highly recommend you go check that out. And you will, it is a, it's like watching a multiplexer security surveillance system slash sports event with commentators uh, meets car hauling show. So awesome stuff, an hour and a half. And, and man, everybody that was involved in that, great job, team effort, that was awesome. Remember to leverage ATI in your business. We don't ship cars, we move information. That's what we're here for. And if you find yourself saying, gosh, I'm going to have to rewind that, good. Because that's what we want to do here. We want to get to the meat of the matter quickly. I know you're busy. I'm busy too. So let's get on with the show. Stick around right after this. We're going to have an interview with Royce Neubauer, CEO, Auto Hauler Exchange. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Ross here. We're back with another lucky load winner. All right, we're here with the sales team who are going to call this month's lucky load winner. Let's check it out. Hello? Uh, yeah, good morning. Is this Adise? Yes. Hey, Adis, this is Stan Deek from Super Dispatch. How are you this morning? Good, how about you? We're doing great, and we wanted to see if you were familiar with uh, our Lucky Load promotion. Uh -oh. So the way the Lucky Load works is if you're one of our uh, verified carriers, and so you're verified, and you book a load off the load board, and you use SuperPay, that means one of those loads qualifies you to be the Lucky Load winner. So what that means is we're actually going to pay you double. You pay double? Yeah. So you you got yeah. So congratulations. And we're going to pay you three hundred and fifty dollars, the same amount that you made from moving that load for Fox Auto Transport that was on the super load board. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Man. Adi, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for for working with Super Dispatch. Congratulations. Congrats. The next evolution of moving cars faster, smarter, and easier is here. Super Pay by Super Dispatch. Today, shippers waste hours managing fragmented payment systems. And carriers are left wondering, never knowing when they'll finally get the payment they're owed. Super Pay saves everyone time and hassle by securely automating payment upon proof of delivery. No more tracking down payments or onboarding carriers to disconnected payment systems. With integrated payments with SuperPay, Super Dispatch is now the only end-to-end, all-in-one auto transport platform. Automate payments where you automate transport. Super Dispatch, TMS, mobile app, Super Load Board, and SuperPay helping carriers, dispatchers, brokers, and shippers move cars and get paid fast. On one auto transport platform, visit superdispatch.com. Thanks so much for taking the time, jumping in the live chat, saying hello. Here we go. Tonight's guest is no stranger to the channel. We're really happy to have him back. Royce Neubauer, CEO, Auto Hauler Exchange. Can you see me and hear me okay? I can see you. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I can see you. I can hear you. I'm happy to have you back. Um, you know what I like is like, so we had you on Thursday. We had a meeting yesterday. I'm seeing you again today. I love it. No, we're happy to be here. And, um, you know, 
Thursday show went great. Um, love having a conversation with you and Sue and just hearing the, uh, you know, this the dispatcher's perspective, the carrier's perspective, and, and that's what we're really focused on is is satisfying that need for the carrier to grow their business and and have opportunities that they haven't seen in a while. That's right. So I told you I would do, I would look at a recap and um, I had three main takeaways and that was, that was one of the big ones is carriers having access to loads and shippers that they haven't actually had access to before in this way. And to clarify, it's not that an owner operator didn't haul a new car before. 100%. But they didn't actually work with that shipper they worked yeah. for the, the shipper but not with the shipper they worked for a broker or an asset-based carrier that has a brokerage arm and that's who their boss was per se in that transaction that's who was pulling the strings that's who was who was deciding what rate they were going to get paid giving them the pickup information dispatching the truck and all that you know all the things that a broker does right what we've done with the auto hauler exchange is we've eliminated that that middleman and it allows that asset-based trucking company that owner operator whether he owns one truck or 50 to connect directly with that shipper whether it be an independent dealership or an oem they are connected directly with the individual who's in control of shipping that car and they have all the ability to work directly with that shipper as much or as little as they want to. Um, our goal is to help them maximize their capacity, eliminate those empty miles, and, and provide opportunities to them that are currently being provided to, to them through a third party, right? Not coming directly from the shipper, not, not coming directly from that retailer or that OEM or that dealer network. So. It is unique. It is a different way of looking at how to manage vehicle logistics. But in the end, the most important part here is to fill up these trucks as quickly, as efficiently as possible and keep their wheels turning and to move those cars as quickly and as efficient as possible for the, for the OEMs and the dealers. Because one part of this that a lot of people don't talk about is dealers have a carrying cost. You know, when they buy a car from auction, and their expectation is that they're going to get that car in three or four or five or six days. To me, that's not the right expectation. If I can get a truck there within 24 hours to pick that car up and I can get the vehicle to their lot much quicker than their current model, then that's bringing more value to the conversation. That's bringing more value to that shipper. Therefore, they're going to keep feeding the exchange with opportunities, right? So you've got to have a value proposition on both sides of this. It has to be for the buyer and the seller. And in our situation, the buyer is the carrier. They're plucking those shipments off the exchange so they can ship them. And, and the seller is, is the whoever's putting those vehicles on, whether it be an OEM, a dealer, an auction, or an, independent, or an individual consumer. You know, at some point we're going to be going you know, consumer to consumer. Um, within the exchange because at the end of the day all we care about is providing opportunities for people drivers to see as many vehicles that they can ship across the country as possible so i i want to talk about holding costs and i want to talk about relationship with shippers yep and i don't know which one i want to go to first because <laughs> it, it they affect each other is that and that is that okay so if the broker if a broker and again, we're not saying that brokers don't have a place in, because no. they do. Yeah. But in this scenario, uh, if the broker has posted the load and it's and it is seen as too low and it sits for another day, then that adds to the holding cost. That adds to the holding cost. So you know, that goes to the mindset. Is it is it cheaper for the shipper? I don't want to say cheaper. Is the shipper actually saving money by paying the lowest amount to ship a vehicle. A lot of situations, they're, they're going to end up paying more based off of the depreciation of the vehicle and the holding cost for the vehicle. It's going to be chipping into their, to their profits every single day, right? So what we want to do is not 
have them market opportunities on the exchange at the cheapest dollar amount. That's up to them what they market it at, right? The shipper decides what they put that dollar amount out there. The issue with the brokerage model is I'm a shipper. I may hand it to the broker at the right rate. But then the broker is going to try to go make money off the truck. So they're going to market it at a lower rate, which is under market, right? And that's why that car is sitting. So the shipper might have all the right intentions in place and paying the proper dollar amount. But the broker is trying to make too much of a cut off the truck. Within our marketplace, we're not involved in that negotiation. The truck driver, the dispatcher is going to decide if that shipper put that vehicle out there at the right rate. If they pull it off the exchange and want to ship it, well, by God, it was the right rate. If that vehicle sits, our system will notify the shipper that, hey, you put this vehicle out here 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago, 36 hours ago, it's not moving. The market is telling you that it's not posted at the mark at the correct rate. You need to up your rate. And so as a as an independent dispatcher working for carriers, I have tried to communicate with brokers at times that very point. And yep. yet it doesn't matter. They're because, gonna shop it until they can find that truck that's willing to take it. And until the time has passed and there's a private conversation. Hey, why isn't our stuff moved? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now the rate, now and, and and now, but at that point, at so what was lost on the holding cost? You know, it depends on the vehicle. Um, depends on the market at the time. It's not a small number, though. It's not it? a small number. It can go into the hundreds of dollars. It can go into the thousands of dollars on on high value vehicles. Um, the depreciation value and the holding costs that the auction may be charging, right? So at the same time, you know, that's the beauty of democratizing an environment like we have with the auto hauler exchange. We're opening up all those opportunities so carriers and shippers can see exactly what's happening. It's fully visible to both parties. Shippers know if they're marketing their opportunities at a fair market value at a right rate. Um, because the system's going to aggregate national market rates the same way any system will, right? But it's also going to aggregate the rate that they've been working through the exchange. So, hey, you've been you've been shipping that very similar lane at this dollar amount. It's been moving on an average of two hours or 12 hours or whatever the number is. And it's going to give them the data so they can decide what rate to market that VIN at. It also helps the shipper buy used cars. Because now they can go in and say, all right, I'm paying this out of this auction. What's my rate going to be realistically? What am I going to pay the truck and how quickly can I expect to get it? And the system will generate that rate for them, generate the timetable that the turnaround will be. And they'll know how profitable they can be on that vehicle before they even purchase it. Um, but the beauty of it is the carriers are in love with the fact that they get to work directly with that retailer, with that OEM, that dealer network. And... They're enjoying the fact that they're able to communicate. There's nobody in the middle to get in the way. They can call the, sh the, the shipping point directly. The shipping point can talk to them directly. Um, the process is fully digitized, so nobody actually has to talk to each other if they don't want to. Um, there's automatic updates being sent back and forth between carrier and shipper. Um, they can communicate via messaging. But you know all that is digital. But at the end of the day, sometimes people just want to pick up the phone and hey, how you doing? I just want to check on this bin. But the driver has the ability to do that now, and they're not having to worry that a third party is being honest with them. Okay, so this gets interesting, too, because now it's not a third party collecting all the data. Nope. It's the shipper, and the carrier will have more data, too. 100%. And I think in even talking about this, I mean, you said democratizing. Uh, the more information that is out there, the, the more of a uh, universal platform this can be. Something I want to also mention, load board capacity. This, we talked about this Thursday. One could say, well, there's not many loads uh, listed. Well, why would not many loads listed be a good thing? So, A, number one, we're still pretty young. <laughs> so we're growing every day. Um, I'll tell you right now, there are times during the day we'll have several hundred vehicles available, but I'm telling you, Jay, they're moving like that. 
carriers are going in and snapping them up quickly. So we have surge days where there's there's more than 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 others. Um, but you have to realize the difference between a marketplace and a load board, right? Our shipments are real. It's like when you go to Amazon and you're shopping for something and you see it and it'll say only two left. Well, you better buy that now or they're going to be gone, right? In your size or whatever. Well, our load board isn't a load board. It's a marketplace because the vehicles that are marketed on there, once it's plucked off, it's gone. The carrier's got it and they're going to run with it. Um, and until another dealer puts in or another OEM puts in another VIN, you know, it is what it is. We don't have a lot of what I call ghost loads. There are no ghost loads in our exchange. And what a ghost load is from the brokerage world is when you might have one shipper that'll call or send an email blast out to 30 brokers saying, hey, I got a vehicle, 10 vehicles need to move from point A to point B. Well, now all 20 of those brokers are going to post that same load and they're all going to be fighting over the same truck or two. And that market either gets deflated or inflated depending on how who's hustling the most, right? That doesn't mean there's 20 loads available. There's only one load available. It's just a matter of who's going to get the cheapest truck the quickest. That's how that world works. That is not how the auto hauler exchange works. So you might go to a load board and see 30,000 available loads, but I would venture to guess that it's not anywhere close to that. Well, I just came with an awesome example. It'd be like when you're evaluating how busy Uber is, you could say, well, I don't see many people standing around waiting for a car. <laughs> Can't true. be that busy. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Right. Um, and then finally go into the re relationship. All of these things build a stronger relationship. And if a shipper using the exchange builds such a strong relationship with a carrier that they have a preferred, listen, I can, I can move five of these every week. That's all I need. What, what do you say to that? No, I, I'm all for it. And, and they can either work directly with each other or what we've seen some shippers do, and we're building this into the exchange, is the shipper will call a carrier and say, hey, I'm going to push these through the exchange. Go ahead and grab them. Right? So we're going to create an opportunity where a shipper can have a preferred carrier network within the exchange. You know, if they've got four or five carriers that they really love and they've been working with, and they want to give them first opportunity at their at their op, at their marketing at their at their shipments, then they'll be able to push it to those carriers directly first. Um, that's something we're building in. It's a feature request that, that the shippers are asking for, and I think some of the carriers really want it as well, because that way they know they're going to get first dibs on their preferred care on their preferred shippers. So, you know, it goes back to that goes back to relationship building and service. Whoever's providing the best service on, from a carrier perspective and a shipper perspective, and that relationship's just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger, then they'll start to really work the same lanes over and over and over again. Now they get that consistency. Um, the reason we want them to have that type of relationship is we're not concerned with the carrier working directly with that shipper or vice versa, because that shipper's going to have plenty of opportunities that that carrier may or may not be able to do. And that carrier isn't always going to be in the market for that particular shipper. You know, they may have a shipment going to, you know, three states over and the exchange is going to have the shipment that's going to bring them back home. Right. So we're, we're okay with them working directly together because there's going to be so many opportunities. There are so many opportunities nationwide that they're still going to go back to the exchange for any opportunity to maximize their capacity, fill out that truck or get them home on a round trip. Or, you know what, it's Tuesday, that shipper didn't buy enough cars at auction, they don't have enough cars for me today, let me see what else is out there on the exchange, right? So, at the end of the day, as long as a carrier is making more money and turning their wheels faster and the shipper is satisfied because their cars are moving faster, we know the exchanges bring value to the network. Uh, how often do you see someone say no soliciting and here you're saying solicit? No solicit. Wow. Never hear that. No. That gets an applause right there. Do me a favor, stick around because right after this, we're going to come back. We're going to bring in Dana and Frank of Auto Hauler Exchange. So stick around. We will be right back. Transport Auto Quoter is by far the leading auto quoting software on the market and the only auto quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. 
Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Are you ready to take a leap into the future of vehicle logistics? Auto Hauler Exchange is the first pure B2B marketplace in vehicle logistics, where shippers and carriers live and work directly in one ecosystem with no middleman. Shippers simply post their shipping opportunities directly to highly vetted carriers around the country. Once a carrier sees a shipment opportunity which fits their need, they simply check that shipment out of the exchange with just a few clicks of a button and with no third-party interaction, getting your vehicle on the road with ease. We have proven our B2B marketplace is a more efficient, transparent model for vehicle logistics, where shippers and carriers connect one-on-one. -on -one. Take it from our clients themselves. Get off the vehicle hauling roller coaster today with Auto Hauler Exchange. Auto Hauler Exchange B2B marketplace connects shippers directly with carriers, and that means putting the power of the business transaction back in the carrier's hands. Visit AutoHaulerExchange.com. Thanks again for uh, joining us, staying with us. we got another uh, half hour here. We're with Auto Hauler Exchange, and we're live with Royce, and we are now going to add Dana Rendazzo, COO, and Frank Zombo, Carrier Enterprise Service at Auto Hauler Exchange. Mic check one, two, three. Can you see me and hear me okay? I can see you and hear you. All right, Dana, good check. Um, Frank is <laughs> Frank is still connecting. So Dana, why don't you kick us off? What do we, uh, and I can help too. I love to prompt. Oh, and before we, um, let me do this too. Let me just thank Mark Grodeke for the uh, super chat, making martinis. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> What's the, what's the green, Jay? <laughs> I don't know if I missed that. What was the green drink? Oh, that? This is my ELD punch. Because um, being a carrier is so easy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had to rename it ELD punch because I didn't want to, you know, get in the way of, you know. You know, the famous drink where the guy busts out of the wall. Do they even do that anymore? I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, nobody but... even knows what that is. Yeah, it's mostly sugar, and it has some kind of flavored sugar. Are we not allowed to say it? No, gosh, no. <laughs> we don't want a Perona? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more letters. <laughs> so, anyways, but it's really tasty. I know some people that drink it, you know what I mean. Oh, well, we all should. This yeah. is automotive, man. We should all have ELD Punch. <laughs> and I could even mark it. Now that it's called ELD Punch, I could probably mark it that. But I won't, because then someone gets sick. That's on you. Yeah, so we'll just skip all that. We'll just make crazy content. But um, so, Dana, you know, yeah. I was looking at some of my notes. Um, You've got some stuff to talk about on the tool itself. Yeah. You maybe have something to screen share. Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's let's start there to kind of follow up what Royce was talking about. I know okay. we talked about, we talked a little bit about what's going on on, on our actual marketplace and you know, we talked about how vehicles are disappearing, you know, off the marketplace. The real vehicles are disappearing. And I can talk a little bit about how that's happening. Um, a little bit about, we can go right into, so something, we, we talk about transparency. We talk about communication between the shipper and the carrier. Um, and so we talk about rates, right? And their shipper set rates. Um, and something that we have added up on my screen here is we've added a new bid tool. Pull this up here, you guys see it? Okay, yeah. Here on my screen. 
Yeah. Okay, so. And, and this goes back, Jay, to, to the, the board being carrier-centric, right? You know, we want, we want the vehicles to move as efficiently as possible, but we want to give the shippers the flexibility to say, hey, you know what, I think this is the right rate, but yeah. let me throw it out there, and if, a, and if a carrier wants to throw a bid at it, then they can throw a bid at it. Yeah, absolutely. So this bid tool is connected directly to the shipper. So we've added this feature, and um, so the carriers can come in here. So I have the original bid amount up top, or the original load amount, I should say. And then from there, they know, hey, what do we want to do? Do we, like, I'll move this lane for, let's just say, uh, you know, 825, right? So I put come in here. I say, I can pick this up because we want the transparency. <laughs> so I can pick this up, you know, this date, this time, between, you know, deliver this date, this time. And then you're going to place the bid. So two things are going to happen here when you place the bid. So one, it could take a little bit of time. And it's going to go to the shipper and it's going to wait to see if they reject it, they accept it, something like that. Um, I'm going to show you an instance where they accept it. So if you're on the screen and the shipper receives that notification, and it happens pretty quickly, honestly. It's just a quick button that the shipper has to like accept it. So the bid's going out to the shipper, they accept it. You know, I'm showing you the thinking tool a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Say it's been accepted, it's gonna take you directly to our checkout page. So that means, hey, we're gonna do 825. The shipper is like, I'm good with that rate. I'm good with that time frame you set. Um, shipper's going to come out here. We're going to go directly to manage drivers. So this is a really important piece um, because this is the driver's number that's going directly to the shipper. So it's very important that the driver's correct phone number is added, whether it's, you know, the carrier, whether it's, a you know, um, owner operator or whether it's a dispatcher adding this, you're going to go in here and manage drivers. And there's a really easy piece here. So you can select from previous drivers or you can add a new driver right as you're checking out as well. So you can come in here, add it on the fly, enter the name, enter the phone number. You can also, we also give the option to make this a default phone number. Anytime they check out, it'll pop up first. Um, so you go in here, you hit save. Now the driver's added again. It's so important to have the driver's phone number in there because that's the number that's going to the shipper. So the pickup delivery ETA number is already populated from when you originally sent the bid. And real quick, um, and Jay, this, before, before you move on, Jay, we yeah. talked about earlier those carrier costs, right, for shippers? Yes. So this is where we wanted the ETA windows in there. You know, a lot of these drivers, if they're able to pick up quickly, I can tell you right now that the shippers are willing to pay a little bit more. Right. Because yeah. the, the faster those cars move, the, the quicker that they're going to sell. And that's what, that's what dealers do. They buy and sell cars, right? So... These ETAs are important and they need to be accurate. And this is where the relationship building comes into play. Because the carrier is saying, hey, I can do this at this time. They need to deliver on that. And, and the more they deliver on that with that shipper, the more that shipper is going to want to work with them. And that's where that relationship really continues to grow. Yeah. Which is interesting, as you say, because what we're doing, too, is there's going to be a lot of education because this is a shift in thinking. Yes. But it's an yeah. easy shift. Once you're in it, we're seeing shippers, it takes us 30 minutes to train them. Carriers are log logging in themselves and we're not even training. Yeah. We wanted to, and I, I said this That's before, it had to be Royce proof. I had to be able to log in, post a bin. I have to be able to log in and check out a bin. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, and so uh, we talk about this notification. Also, one thing I wanted to add too is when we talk about the shippers and the carriers working together, the shipper sees who the who the bidder is, right? So also, if you're putting in, you know, you're the carrier who's picking up and delivering, and you've moved this lane several times, they're definitely going to be more inclined to say, "Hey, I've worked with that shipper several times. The the ETAs that they've given me, they've worked out. You know, I like working with them. Whatever it is, too. So that's cultivating a relationship as well." So like they're seeing that whether it's the bid or whether they're seeing it's just a lane that they, they typically run. So they know that, hey, yeah, I'm gonna wanna work with that shipper again as well. Um, also here we talk about notifications. So this is something new that's been added as well. So right here, as you're checking out, you can say notify me when similar, similar 
loads are posted. So this means you click this little box. Here, we'll go ahead, you click the little box, you confirm order. Every time, so now every time this lane pops up on the exchange, the carrier is going to receive the notification. So, and I'll jump back to it in a little bit more details in just a minute. I just want to show how they check out. We come here, there's, uh, you can continue shopping, so you can go back on the board if you want to check out any other additional vehicles. Or here you can select order details. So this is going to show you, now you'll receive an email notification as well. You know, any gate passes or anything associated with it, that's all going to come to your email with your rate confirmation. Um, this is just a quick view of any additional notes, you know, the pickup delivery information, the hours, all that good stuff. Um, and when, from here, what you can do is you can go to my account. So you select up here and we see here we're in my account. You see account order history, which is something really great. So we have all the carriers order history, all the lanes that you've moved with us. You see all that information there. Address book, that all has to do with like personal addresses, you know, the carrier and payment, all that good stuff. So we have drivers. So this is just another place where you could add your drivers as well too, which is so important because again, the driver's phone number is the important number that the shipper wants to see. And that's a way how we're gonna be able to track the driver on the move as well. So you can add new drivers here, you can default them. Um, it's very simple, right? The whole goal is everything to be simple. <laughs> you know, we hope it is too. So if you wanna come here, add it, you can change the driver's name, you can change the driver's phone number, you can default that phone number. So you can add and, and you can even delete it if you wanted to as well too. So when we talk about notifications, so your notifications are saved. So every time you check out a load and you say, yes, I wanna be notified of this, it's saved. You can go to your notifications and you can see it. And you can even play around with it as well too. So you can edit it. So you can see here, hey, this is the email I want the notification sent to. Here's the search radius. Now this means this is gonna search 50 miles from the origin and the destination locations. If you wanna change that, if you say, I only want you know, 35, 25, 10 miles, you can easily change it here. And then also we have frequency. Not everybody wants to be bombarded with emails, although I recommend it because they're flying off the exchange so quickly. So it's, you know, because they are real loads, you're most likely not going to see them later on in the day or even the next day. So, but you could change the frequency if you wanted, instant, hourly, daily, however you want to set it up. So the driver has, you know, the carrier has their own portal. They have their own space. Um, you know, we want to give options for the carrier, and this is something that we're continuously looking to build out as well, too. So we're going to be constantly adding features for the carrier with the feedback that we receive. So give us feedback. Let us know what you want to see and what you want, because this is built for the carriers. So the more feedback we have, the more we can add and build and create, because we are a technology company, and this technology is to work for the carriers. Um, Really quickly, I just wanted to show too if you want to see just a preview of the notification. So, hey, this was posted this date, this time, the load information, origin, destination, the rate, and then there's hyperlink in there that'll take you directly to Auto Hauler Exchange. It'll take you directly to the load, or we also help take you to the notification settings if you truly did want to unsubscribe, but we don't recommend it. I'm taking the screen. All right. How about that? That was a lot of information. Yeah, that was a lot of it. That was really good. And here's the thing is that when you when you're sharing information, I know in a presentation, um, especially but what you're going through what is otherwise a pretty familiar process in auto transport, you're just showing more of how it works with the exchange. And the thing is, I wrote this down because I like how there are so many uh ways that this is different and i just wrote down travel agent who calls a travel agent to book travel these days who does that when you shop for insurance whatever you're shopping, it's all going direct that's what you're doing too yeah it shouldn't seem that strange it should seem inevitable <laughs> yeah i mean we live in marketplaces Daily, right? Yeah. You're talking about, talk about Airbnb, you're talking about Uber. I mean, you're constantly in and out of marketplaces. So, you know, for some reason, there's just been a disconnect in supply chain in general you know, in maximizing technology to, mm -hmm. to re 
place the middleman. That's what this does in vehicle logistics, right? And it connects the proper parties together. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right now that now that it's like Captain Obvious, it's like, well, now what? <laughs> mic drop. What do we do now? Um, let me go into my notes. Keep making it better. More right. <laughs> we are. Well, we are making it better. It's it's fun to talk about. I like seeing the demos. I've asked the live chat to give uh, questions, and I know you know we don't really get a lot of questions. It, it, you know, I don't make any shows where I rely on audience questions because I just don't. I don't. I don't get enough questions, whether live or on demand. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about vetting. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we go now? So there's. Uh, so we talked about this internally, like, so who's asking who's vetting what, right? So there's um, there's our vetting process of the carriers, right? So we vet the carriers. I mean, we're checking, you know, we're checking their insurance and authority and, you know, make sure that they don't, because we don't allow brokers on, you know, on the exchange. We make sure that they don't have a broker authority. So we're, you know, we're double checking all those pieces. Um, and it's 24 seven monitoring. So at any point in time, you know, if your insurance about to expire, even, you know, something important too. So if a carrier attempts to check out a load, say, and the pickup date is in the future, but we know within the time frame the insurance is going to expire, they will not be able to. So um, they're not able to check that out. So there's a um, very rigorous vetting process when it comes to, again, insurance brokering. There is um, legitimately, if you go through our list, there's about 112 different areas that we check that actually gives a rating scale for all the carriers. Um, so they're vetted, they're highly vetted, right? Um, and then there's also the vetting process of the shippers. So this is something that, you know, we've really looked into as well too, is so just as much as carriers can't stand, and this is awful, right? You have a carrier go to the pickup location, the vehicle's not ready, vehicle's not available, it's not gonna be ready to next week. Um, so the same thing happens with if the carrier is consistently canceling it, that's a that's a failure on the shipper side. So that's actually a conversation that we have to have with the shipper. Like, hey, are you sure? Like, is this is this for you? <laughs> you know, is this is this service for you? Is this something that <laughs> totally? Really yeah, when we're working on because nobody wants this. Nobody wants this for the carrier. Just the same yeah. amount of time is if a shipper keeps putting a carrier on the load and the carrier keeps canceling. That's a conversation we'll have with them too. It's like, hey, listen, you just checked out these five loads and then you canceled all those five loads and you've done that repeatedly. It's great that you have insurance. It, it great that you have a great driving record, but I don't think this marketplace is, is a place for you, is a good fit for you as well too. So we're looking at it at both sides. And that's that's pretty neat. Uh, what we're used to, because right, sometimes when we talk about these things, you know, it's like, well, yeah, that's that's obvious. Yeah, but what are we used to? What we're used to is the shipper can do whatever they want, <laughs> yeah. right? And they do. And, yeah. you know, many folks that post loads and set rates, they can do whatever they want. And now a lot of carriers have decided, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yep. And it's become a, let's just do whatever we want. And that's now why I have a Thursday show. Yeah, That's yeah, messed up. The accountability is kind of forgotten, right? And, and we've seen that kind of worsen over the last three or four years. Um, I do think this product allows shipper and carrier to hold each other accountable. Um, and we're not just going to throw every carrier out or if, if they're having a bad review or anything, right? You know, just maybe one particular carrier and shipper might not have a great relationship. So that shipper can just block that carrier. But the carrier is still going to have an opportunity to redeem themselves with other shippers in the market, in the exchange. Now, if we see it repeatedly over and over and over, and and they're they're a bad seed, then we're just going to eliminate that particular carrier from the exchange because we don't want our shippers to have poor experiences. Same thing on the, on the shipper side. If we see a shipper that isn't posting real opportunities and is constantly canceling opportunities after a truck is driven to that loading point we have no problem pulling that shipper out as well. So our system monitors that for us. It's not something that we have eyes on daily. The system has eyes on it for us. Um, luckily, we're not running into a, a lot of those issues. Um, typically, if there is an issue, it's a car won't start or the keys are lost or something Something yeah. weird has happened and, and, and you know the shipper is working with the driver to get it situated and 
every now and again, our, our, our team will get a call saying, hey, my driver's been there, shipper's trying to find the keys, or the keys are in a lockbox, and the guy with the key to the lockbox is at lunch, or something crazy like that. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the beauty of transparency. When we're connecting them together, they know that people are being real and honest with them because nobody's in the middle kind of trying to shape the conversation the, the way they want to shape it. It's shipper dealing with driver, driver dealing with shipper. Isn't that a unique concept where somebody actually says to a shipper, hey, you're doing it wrong? <laughs> can't even think of... It doesn't seem it, like it something I'm used to. <laughs> and how about this? Okay, because we're not used to that, I'm not going to harp on that. It's fine. But uh, how about carriers giving vague information? As we rein in the shipper... We gotta we gotta get a little bit better ETA yeah. on from the get go, which isn't easy, but right, it's hard. It's hard to estimate. But uh, sometimes it's tough on ETAs. You know, if they're in traffic or they're, you know, yeah, at a blown tire or whatever, they have the shipper's phone number or the receiver's phone number. Pick up the phone and call them. You know, yeah. that's that's all we're asking them to do is like, listen, guys, we're we're not here to manage anything. You guys are in contact with each other. So if you're going to miss your delivery or pickup window, you need to contact that shipper directly. That's hey. why you have the shipper's name. You have the contact person's name at that shipper, and you have their phone number. What does a DoorDash person do when they're late with the, you know, the noodles? Well, think about it, though. If you have DoorDash, because yeah. I, don't, I don't leave my desk very often, so I, well, I DoorDash lunch quite a bit. You can text that DoorDash driver directly. You can actually call them, but typically it's going to go to voicemail because they're driving. But you can text and communicate with that DoorDash driver the same way you do with the Lyft driver. I'm not calling Lyft or Uber. I'm texting the driver or calling the driver direct if my pickup time changed or, or if I'm running a few minutes late and they're going to leave, things of that nature, right? So we're giving that same relationship and that responsibility to the, to the shipper and the carrier to just simply communicate together. Last part I want to add is that low notifications. I like that checkbox because ideally we're all building routes. In life, we're all building some sort of routine. We don't wake up each day and it's just a crapshoot. Now, there are days like that. <laughs> uh, it's called Tuesday. But uh, for me, but you know, I mean... The, you know, and you want to help. This is, I've actually, I know I've had this conversation. A, uh, a shipper or broker that wants to have a carrier Rolodex wants to develop lanes. Help them build not only a relationship, but lanes, profitability, and a business. And then that's going to lead to great communication. Absolutely. Auto Hall Exchange is like, yeah, that's. That's clear. That's what we do here. Um, I said the last note was living and breathing with our customers. Right. You're, right? You're in touch with them. Is that Maya? Yeah. Frank, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, man? You guys hear me? Hey. My biggest fear in these podcasts or these Zoom meetings is to get my stuff to all work. I'm not the technology <laughs> end of this. I'm the salesperson. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Jay, obviously great to hear hear from you and, and chat with you and a great show. Um, yeah, talk about how our shippers and our carriers are interacting right now. It's really cool to see. It's a lot of times right now it's via email. So, Royce, I mean, you to piggyback off what you and Dan are saying about how they're connecting directly. The most efficient way is email. And uh, what we're seeing is whether it's a shipper that a car is not ready yet and they have to reach out to the carrier and be like, hey, do you mind waiting until, you know, instead of picking up today, do you mind picking up tomorrow morning to let our um, our engineers work on this car a little longer, or if a um, if a carrier you know hits traffic or he has a bad drop off location that held him up a little longer, hey, I'm not going to make it tonight. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I don't think shippers mind as much when they're in the loop. Um, they're not as they don't care as much if they miss an ETA as long as they're notified of hey hit traffic. I'm going to be there tomorrow. That's fine. It's when you don't know where they're at or they said they're going to be there for and you don't hear anything. So that communication I think makes it easier for both sides. Um, and, and another thing too, is I am responsible as the, the shipper person recruiting shippers to post loads on our board. So 
when um, when somebody had noted that there wasn't a lot of loads available on our board, I actually don't want a lot of loads from a ship rent on our board. Our technology and our operations team are making sure carriers are being notified of loads that are available because I don't want shipments sitting in our board not booked to anybody because now I have my shippers calling, where's my, where's my car? I want it 48 hours. I want it 36 hours. So everything in our exchange is moving quick because it's priced right. Um, carriers like these lanes and similar lanes. And um, so it's, it's, it's really efficient right now. I just onboarded a new um, shipper today that uh, um, actually was introduced by Ty at one of the uh, – Ty introduced me uh, some time ago. And they're buying vehicles from all over the country. And um, they imported their first shipment today. And as they're importing, you know, they had eight different bins or different loads to put in. He's like, they're already getting taken. I've already get assigned to carriers. So it was happening within minutes that he wasn't even able to get his load of these eight different loads into our, and he's already getting shipments already getting taken off of the board. So um, if you're not getting, if you are on the exchange, you're not into the notification system. Um, I advise you to be in that system because loads don't last very long because they're priced right and they're, uh, they're great opportunities. So um, that's what I would tell the, uh, the person asking about why there's not a lot on there. That was awesome. Um, it is a different way to think. Actually, there's many different ways to think. We'll have to come up with, so Kelly, she's in marketing. She's in the live chat. She'll have yeah. to help us come up with a uh, some kind of fun fact toy. All the different ways Auto Hauler Exchange makes you think about auto transport, marketplace, and loads. You know, like one of those little toys where you opened up in the origami. Um, because there is a lot of different ways. I mean, we want you to solicit. You don't need an agent. We do need to know where you are for real. Um, yeah. And uh, and all that stuff. So And that you can actually, you know, you, the phone number on the dispatch sheet actually goes to the shipper. No joke. Right away. Directly that's who, that's who you're talking to. Yep. That's who you're negotiating with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, that's the way it should be. That's who's moving the car, right? I mean, that's they're pricing it to ship, and they have an expectation of a pickup and delivery ETA. Yeah. Um, so instead of allowing somebody in the middle to try to hold both teams accountable, they just work together and hold each other accountable, right? That car should be available to load when you said it's available to load, and I should... Be there to pick it up when I said I was there. Going to be there. To so when it. the carrier says, "Please don't tell the shipper I'm running late," the shipper <laughs> says, "I'm the shipper." <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but to Frank's point, you know, things happen in logistics. Things yeah. happen with trucks. You know, the carrier might have a 10 a.m. delivery window, and he's saying he can pick up by 4 p.m. Well, sure, it sounds right, but then he gets to the 10 a.m. drop, and nobody's there. Now, all he has to do is pick up the yeah. phone and call that shipper and say, hey, I'm having some problems with this delivery. Is it okay if I pick up tomorrow? And if the shipper says no, then that's fine. It's, the VINs go right back on the exchange and another carrier grabs them. Well, this is where, like, expedite communication tool. Because when you're in a jam, it feels like there's no way to update everybody. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that communication expedite tool will, you know be a uh, wonderful side effect development of all of this direct communication. So, you know, I have to say one thing about like this industry wide is that there seems to be like a, I, I, like someone, someone's always holding back to just tell the truth, right? If you have that communication right up front, there's, there's nothing to worry about. You know, every, everybody knows things happen in life. Everything knows, everyone knows a lot of things happen on logistics. Everyone knows, you know, driver's hours and traffic happens and things happen in life. And so when that shipper knows that ahead of time, they're way more understanding and way more willing to work with that driver, that carrier in the future, especially too, by just having that communication. And so having that direct link to each other is really just benefiting their relationship in the future as well, too. 100%. Well stated. Yeah, it is. I mean, I feel like we... We are, um, I love what we're sharing, what we're doing. Um, let's talk about next steps. I think that we've got you on a Cars on the Move here in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, that is on Frank, the Frank's 27th. Gonna in, Frank's going to be in KC for that one, right? Frank's going to be in yeah. KC. 
for Cars on the Move on the 27th. That's awesome. Um, Royce, you're going to be with us on Thursday the 9th at Used Car Week for an ATI AI and Remarketing Logistics Workshop. Very excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be great. So a lot more to come. Um, look for Auto Hauler Exchange information on social media. If you have questions, reach out to Auto Hauler Exchange. I'm going to share the website link again. Is there? Does anybody want to throw out an email or a phone number or anything else? Life preserver. Uh, yeah, Kelly, Ke Kelly can post yeah. something in the chat right now. Kelly's going to put it in the chat now. Kelly can't post emails because YouTube's looking out for us. Okay. Oh. So what's a good? What's it? Is there a general email email inbox like an info? You do carrier at autohollerx.com. Autohollerx.com. It's always good to have that general yeah. mailbox. Carrier at autohollerx.com. And is there any kind of general phone number? Can Kelly put it or do you want us to give it? <laughs> Kelly can probably put it. Kelly, I think you can put a phone <laughs> number, but if that doesn't work, 8675 309. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jay, you're really, showing people, your age. People still know that? Age. I know. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> um, all right. And also, we're going to be a digital dealer next oh, week as well, too. Right. Thank you. Digital dealer is next week. Yeah. Um, now, digital dealer is in Vegas this year. Yes. It is. And uh, all right. What do you, what, what, what's that look like? What do you think digital dealer looks like? Walking so around. Promoting, walking around. Yeah. Walking around. All right. Yeah. Checking out and kissing babies for free, <laughs> right? And digital dealers interesting because there's a lot of vendors that yeah. you can talk to. There is there as much business in talking to vendors as there is end customers. Anybody want a per percentage on that? I'm not sure the percentage. We've met several vendors it. at these shows that, that we collaborate with, um, but some of those turn into customers, right? Exactly. So we, we've got a. Uh, uh, a digital auction that, that we're going to be partnering with soon that we'll make that announcement here in the next nice. month or so. Nice. Um, you know, we have, gosh, hundreds of independent dealers that we've met at these shows um, that we're working with today. And, you know, just, I think, Frank, aren't you going to be in something, that digital dealer? Like a round table, round dating. Dealer round table, right? I think it's like 40 or 50 dealers that Frank will be sitting down with talking about our product and, and how efficient it is for dealer networks. Um, so yeah, these shows are, they are what you make of them, right? So you gotta, you gotta get out there and you gotta hustle and you, you can't be afraid to ask questions and, and go up to everybody you see and ask them what they do. Right. I mean, I, I think that's, heck, that's awesome. how we met you guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It works. The system works. works. Well, yes. it's also really great to see what technology, you know, is out there as well, too. What shippers are using, what carriers are using, know, understand a little bit more about their business as well, too. So, so you're just not so in your own lane. So you actually understand the industry as a whole. So I think that's really important as well at these shows. Absolutely. Um, and that is one of the things, yeah, you get to you size up competitors, size up collaborators, um, and even sometimes just meeting folks that you wouldn't otherwise get a chance to talk to for a few minutes. Yes. And it could completely alter whatever relationship you previously had with that person or company. And I've been pleasantly surprised. That's why I'm looking forward to Use Car Week is um, some of the companies that, at, you know, at the time may have seemed like, oh, I just don't, I'm, I don't have a way, I don't know how I'm going to get to know them. That all changed once I was standing right in front of them at their booth. It's amazing. There you go. Yeah, it's a, so I'll give an applause button for that. So have a great digital dealer. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. Thank you all so much for your time. Great content and um, helping put the power back into the carrier's hands. Yes, sir. Thank Royce, you very much. Dana, Frank, thank you, thank you all so much. Always a pleasure, Jay. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Love having you guys awesome. on. Have All a right. good night. All right, see ya. Have Bye. a good one. Great Bye. job, Frank. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. That was awesome. Uh, I love that group, and um, really, it's great to have them on. And um, I, I look, I got a bunch of cool notes here. Like uh, you can't read any of it. But, uh, relationships, load board. Isn't that interesting? 
we have been measuring load board capacity like it was, you know, the North Star. And here we are faced with, once again, a, uh, a paradox, as it were. Um, go ahead and solicit. This is a way to stop paying for holding costs that, you know, I don't know how many times I've heard of a third party gets, you know, beat behind a closed door because all this money was wasted because the vehicles were just sitting there. It's crazy. That would be your holding costs. Run amok. Um, democratizing. I know as, as soon as we hear that, you know, we live in this such, this such a crazy political, uh, wow. Especially right now, that even sounds just nuts to say. But just saying democratizing um, the technology for an industry almost sounds like it's it's a problem. It's a wonderful thing um, to be able to put not only information, but the ability to negotiate and set up business with the actual customer rather than going through middlemen. It's what we do and everything else we do. Whether we're calling an Uber or buying something on Amazon or we're going to set up an Airbnb or we're going to book a flight or, I mean, and on and on it goes. So it just makes sense. Um, without, you know, there's plenty, man, there's going to be plenty of business for decades for third party businesses. So I don't see that ending anytime soon either. Um, digitizing everything, offering bidding tools, notifications, and this is it driver information. So, as we as we improve other aspects of the business through technology, it's going to come back to the user, the driver, the carrier, providing more information, more accurate information at the actual time of booking, because it's everything's okay, everything's getting better, and now we're not hiding behind a wall or, or wearing a costume. We're, we're a human being booking a load, doing business. So thank you so much, Auto Hall Exchange. Really do appreciate you. I just want to thank again Mark at Superflow Transport Auto Quoter. Thank you, Super Dispatch. Thank you, Murphy Auto Transport Services. And Mark, once again, thanks for that super chat. I really do appreciate that. Thanks, everybody, for saying hello in the live chat. If you missed the live show, please do watch it on demand. Leave a comment, like, share, tell your friends. Thanks for watching ATI, your Auto Transport Community Media since 2017. Here comes the car hauler. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody.